0: You're listening to The Brand Compass, conversations to navigate your way to building a brand fit for purpose and poised for success. Here's your host, Shelley Rossland.
1: Hello there, my friend, and welcome back. Thank you for choosing to listen to us today. This is the virtual couch where we have some thoughtful discussions about all the ways in which your brand meets the humans you serve. I'm Shelley. I'm your host on this conversational journey. And today we are going to talk all about stories. Our friends, colleagues and clients are drawn to us because of who we are and the stories we tell. Now, those could be the catchy ones you tell around a campfire, but more often than not, they're actually more subtle than that. Today, I want to open your mind to the fact that there are stories you tell yourself which impact how you come across to the outside world. And there are stories that you have control over to influence exactly what that impact looks like. Stories and personal branding go hand in hand. And hopefully by the end of this episode, that will have become increasingly clear for you. To help me with this topic, I'm bringing on someone who comes from a magical world of stories and children's books, and is more qualified to navigate us through to tackle course correcting some of the stories we have swirling around in our heads and in our businesses. So let me introduce you to him now. So Mark Franklin is a mindset expert and business strategist who helps business owners and leaders flow from inertia to victory by embracing their fears. He hails from 20 plus years in leading the social selling division of an award-winning children's publishers in the UK and Europe. After years of working thousands of independent solopreneurs, he is uniquely talented in supporting people to distill their why, articulate their ideal future, and help them to tell more meaningful stories. Today, he runs his own coaching, training, and consultancy business, and I'm very lucky to call him a friend and a colleague, as we work together as well on brand strategy and podcast branding in our agency business, Harbor32. Mark has two grown-up daughters, his husband to Hannah, Dog dad to fluffy dog Fawn, and is a drummer in at least five local bands in his hometown of Whitney. Welcome, Mark.
0: We love it to, speak to you Shelley. We're <laughs> looking forward to this. Once upon a time, I
1: don't know. Once upon, once upon a time, a time. if only anyway, we could start all our stories like
0: that. <laughs> totally, yeah.
1: So to kick off our conversation, let's get everyone listening a bit of a flavour of you. Um, if stories are our topic, let's start with yours. So how did you come to be Mark that's sitting in front of me today? Give us a little walk down memory lane and then maybe we can go from there.
0: Blimey, how far do you want to go back? How long have we got? Who am I? So, yeah, Not all I'm... 50 years. Not all 50 years. Not all 50 Mark. years. Short snap. I don't give no. that away. <laughs> ah, sorry,
1: 25. Not all 25 years. 25
0: years, yes. <laughs> I started in children's book publishing when I was three. yes. Let's stick to that story. Okay, uh, so, oh God, who am I, where am I? So, I mean, my background is arts, creativity, music, design. You know, I I got a degree in visual communication design when I was at school. I was always passionate about art and media and creation and creativity. I was pretty academic and I have that kind of logical, strategic problem-solving brain, which I do bring to sort of design. But I was never... Never the competitive, sporty kind of, you know, running, jumping, rugged kind of boy at the all boys school. I, I, I loved making pretty pictures, basically. Um, I'm an only child, so I spent an awful lot of my time entertaining myself. So that kind of helped my imagination kind of bubble over and, and just, yeah, turn into sort of making things, really. And that's really sort Of the the origin story, where well, that kind of led me after university, I and mean, I spent some time working in the computer games industry, which is very cool because I'm a geek, you know. I did not like, know
1: that. I did not didn't know you?
0: that. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. So, oh, there's plenty of stories there. But I remember when, um, so when the Phantom Menace came out, Star Wars Phantom Menace, uh, we were the yes. first people in the UK to be working on the, the packaging for, for the games. So it was like all sorts of secret stuff. We were the first to see Jar Jar Binks, and we never gave anything away. And for that, I apologize. <gasps> Oh but anyway that's another story let's not go down let's not go down that road uh, not that, but yeah not that so path. Mm. no no that's leads to the dark side Ooh. anyway computer <laughs> games left that freelanced for a little while um, and then as you've already mentioned started up uh, sort of in children's book publishing and I kind of sort of fell into that I was looking for a proper job uh, on the back of freelancing Um I was about to get married so we had a wedding to pay for and I thought you know let's settle down a bit um And it was a fantastic job with a fantastic company, um, that problem solving kind of backstory coming into play because there was very much this audience in front of me who, you know as you mentioned, they're solopreneurs, they're independent business owners, they work for themselves, and everything I was creating from a sort of marketing design point of view, was there to kind of inspire them and get them to do a little bit more today than perhaps they would have done normally. And it was a good job, but I wasn't a hundred percent connected to it until about Ooh, 15, 16 months after I started because I got married six, what was it, six, seven months after I started, exactly a year later so on our first wedding anniversary I oldest thought was born and suddenly these children's books made an awful lot more sense to me, mm. so actually sort of using the books at home, again enjoying the stories together, seeing the difference they were making, suddenly I was like oh hold on a minute as a designer, as a marketer There's much more of a story here that I'm now experiencing for myself. Mm. This, this is something I can use in the work I'm doing. So that kind of transformed my approach to sort of design and marketing. But within the business, I kind of had this opportunity because I had a fantastic boss, an amazing mentor who used to sort of give me lots of space to sort of be brave Mm. and try things and, and fail in sort of all sorts of different ways. But as I kind of grew up, With them, with the job, in the role. I spent more time with these amazing, 99.9% women, so amazing women who were sharing these books. What I found that was even more important than the product that we were trying to get them to sell was actually their reason for why they wanted to go out there and share these books. What was it about this particular opportunity that was so important to them that they were prepared to go out and be brave? So it was their stories that kind of really inspired me to, again, try and create a body of marketing, a strategy, and ultimately, when I took over the business, a direction in which these people's mm. stories would come true.
1: So we we met back in 2012 when mm-hmm. this element of introducing being a bit more sharper on social media for these guys that you and ladies that you were working with, you were starting to implement that and it it was, it's a tricky old time for direct sellers, isn't it? So it's this element of coming up against the, the brand of the business as well <laughs> as the people themselves in terms of their personal branding. So I think you, you came right up against it then where the, there's this, this important element of linking your stories to the human themselves and actually helping them to almost shape their personal brands without you really kind of naming it it's kind of where you were going. So you had this strap, didn't you, of, was it write your own story? Tell us a little bit about, about that.
0: Yeah, write, write a bit story uh, for your family. And oh, it's, really right. interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting what you're saying there, Shelley, actually about sort of, you know, the individual brand butting up against a company. And that yeah. was something that, um, yeah, we really did start sort of exploring. It's so much as, I mean, if you think about the direct selling industry, which is what we were a part of, Currently in the UK there's half a million direct sellers working for you know probably less than 50 companies, roughly speaking and every single one of those sellers representing one company, they're sharing the same products, they're working within the same environment. yeah I'll always use that kind of analogy of you know if we had a row of shops on the high Street for each of those sellers, what is it about your story or your business that would make me want to walk through? Your shop door, rather than sort of walk nice. past and go into your neighbours, but yeah, it's like I say, everyone had the same product, but what was it that was unique about you? And this is where we really started getting into people's stories. I mean, the right about the Better story thing came from my own experience. If I'm honest, and again, touching back on the fact that my kids, you know, loved the books and had a fantastic education on the back of being able to read much earlier than sort of their peers, and that made a difference. So I could see the value of the product. It was a good job. I did very well again because I had a fantastic boss who got out of my way and was very supportive. So the job really helped me write a better story for my family. And along those lines, I was thinking, well, if this is the opportunity it's presented me, how can we reflect that and create the same opportunity for everyone who is coming in to our community? And you can offer people commission selling the product, you can give them incentives and you know, dangle big prizes and carrots, all that kind of stuff. But none of that will turn you on uh, with your business as much as that, as you said before, that why, that personal driver. what is it that's so important to you about your business that you're gonna get off the sofa and do something today. Because the closer or the more connected you are with that, the more likely it is you're gonna take action. Therefore, the more motivated you will be and therefore the more momentum you will create. So we were sort of encouraging people to really think carefully about that wire, that very unique personal purpose. Because of that, coming back to the high street, is what they'd be posting up in the windows in the shop front of, you know, to impress mm. and set themselves apart from their their neighbours. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and I think um I mean, that's for everybody listening, you know, who are micro businesses, possibly solos and in the service based industry is until you do that work, I think, to really identify why you're doing what you're doing and also trying to match that with how you identify the value So in that case, it was the books with a value and obviously the service of the individual providing those books. Mm -hmm. But if we we switch the lens slightly to service-based businesses, they have to do that extra level of actually, you know, what is the value of what it is that I'm doing and what's that unique flavour that I'm throwing into the pot? And this brings us closer and closer to this personal branding element for service-based professionals, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's, it's the what. What sets you apart? How will you be remembered? So, you know, when when you walk out of the room, what is it people are going to be saying about you? And hopefully, it's all lovely things.
1: And also, I feel like there's this, it's it's almost like a tuning fork, isn't it? Where Mm. once you've done that work, you become clearer. You start to express yourself clearer, which means that your tuning fork gets better and better so that you create this magnetic force almost around you that actually starts to draw people to you that actually resonate with what your story is. So being more open with doing this exercise and actually doing the personal branding actually means you end up working with more of the people you want, less of the people you don't. And also people get you quicker, don't they? It reduces that time of trying to find the right people to work with. So the clearer you are about you, what you do and how, how great you really are or how different you are. To the person next to you doing the same thing the closer you are to converting those into clients you?
0: absolutely and i think it also gives you more confidence in your own ability and what it is you're trying to achieve because i mean again thinking about all of these self-employed volunteers as they essentially were like i say our job is yeah. to try and get them to volunteer a bit more every day but you know they had all sorts of things going on in their lives as we all do you know and as every kind of you know solopreneur and small business owner as you've got all these kind of different distractions and things that pull you away from what it is you're trying to achieve. If you truly understand, again, that purpose, that why, and you're delivering that and articulating it and living it through your brand and seeing results, so the story that you're sort of continually telling, not only do you become more sort of comfortable and confident with sharing that, I love the kind of sort of the magnetism, as you just used there. you know, you're starting to attract people, which which becomes this kind of self fulfilling prophecy of success.
1: Yeah, yeah. So if we've we so knowing all of that, and we've used the story telling that the phrase that you've used there, almost that it's almost a euphemism for the the messages and the narrative that <laughs> you know that we're kind of the the stuff that happens. Obviously, so when you've got collateral or you've got messages going out on social, you're creating content. But let's uh, let's see if we can drill down to like actual stories with personal branding so how so so somebody listening goes okay yeah i know why i do the stuff that i do but do you have an example or a way of people to start thinking about what are the kinds of stories you can tell that actually then almost deliver and underline those values or that why without going my purpose is this like do you have a do you have a way of eliciting that out of people or an idea at least i think the first thing
0: I would probably challenge anyone with when they say, "I know why I'm I'm doing this." I would probably ask sort of the question, "And why is that important to you?" And then again, it's the the, kind of the five whys. And why is that important? You really dig into it because if you're having a sort of conversation with somebody and say, "Oh, I'm I'm, you know, are you excited about what it is you do?" They'll give you an answer, and nine times out of ten, might not have thought beyond that kind of initial response of. I mean, again, coming back to the sort of the books, lots of people say, I love working with schools because I want to make a difference uh, to the education of children in my community. Lovely, fantastic. What a great kind of soundbite and perfectly valid reason for doing what you do. But why helping children in your community with their education important to you? And when they come back with the the answer to that, why is that important to you? this, you know, I think this is the biggest sort of challenge in terms of developing your own brand and your own voice. It's, it can be a very emotional and extremely personal, deep down reason as to what it is that is motivating you to take action. And the more connected you are to that, I think the braver and again, more courageous, more confident you become in terms of sharing that story. So your, your content, your social media strategy, you're stood up speaking at events, if you're networking, wherever you are, that sort of authenticity and possibly an element of vulnerability, but that sort of trueness to yourself just rings out. And that's where you start getting that sort of magnetism of people really connecting and understanding and again, seeing that point difference in terms of, you know, again, you're at a networking event, there's two social media managers there. you're kind of chatting to both of them one of them is going to resonate more with you than the other what is it about their story that's made you think yes this is the person who i think can help me with my social media challenges
1: Mm. Mm. i think there's an element here we've just got to kind of underscore as well don't we because when we do do this work with clients personal branding work and and we work on this origin story and purpose element and the whys is is sometimes that unpicking conversation can some sometimes unpick a trigger event that potentially has trauma. Yes. So there's an element where us as professionals, and you and I know this, is that we will know at what point to stop because it Absolutely. would be a traumatic event. But yep. the important element to work out is that it's not to ignore that the trauma, because you've obviously now created a narrative around, you know, when that happened, what did it mean for you? Because sometimes it turns into something that ends up being quite a positive-driven value for the yeah. future as well. So, so try not to bury some stories, and also they they're not necessarily you will not always tell all the stories. So this this is why I sometimes do try and just underline for people is that what we're not saying here is bear your heart, bear your all, be everything to everyone out, you know, in person and online. What we do say is you're probably not showing enough of your human side at the moment because you're probably hiding all of it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Because if you're hiding behind pretty graphics at the moment and the same kinds of pictures all the time, you are actually – Hiding. Nobody's getting to know you,
0: are they? No, quite. I mean, it's a really valid point. I mean, again, you know, we're you know we're brand strategists. We're not therapists. We're not there to kind of you know.
1: No, we know we have go, to know
0: where to stop. Yeah, and draw the line. Yeah, we're not going to sort of take you places which make you deeply uncomfortable. But in those conversations, all, all we're doing is asking sort of very open questions that help you unlock some of the the magic within you. Correct. So again, going back to that. So, you yeah, know, the, the story of someone wanting to share books in schools and why is that important to them? Yeah. It's just kind of getting getting to the point where the excitement starts to surface and the passion starts to surface. And, you know, people start getting sort of twitching their seats. I mean, again, one of the clients we work with recently, who's just most mm-hmm. you know, wonderful human being, who, you know, for a very <laughs> kind of sort of light level sort of, Scan kind of the website, conversation, and biography, what are the things that are interest you. Then you start having fun with it, and you start digging into it and why are those things interesting to you, and sort of the passion comes out, and that really helps us help them with the elements of their brand that perhaps they haven't brought to life enough yet. But as soon as you kind of you. Know, open their mind to that. They're like, well, of course, why didn't I think of that? This is exactly what I want to be saying. This is exactly how I want to talk about myself. Let, let's go there. And that's when you get that kind of enthusiasm and energy, which again, lights up a room when they walk into it. I suppose that's our job, isn't it? It's kind of...
1: Yeah, it is our, jo- it is our job. And I think I find it, I find um, particularly people who have come from corporate or been in, in employment under a big business brand who mm. they've been Almost 80% of them is defined by that as opposed to them as a human. And that should change now over time because you should be working on your personal brand, even if you work for an organization as well. And there are ways to do that in a professional way that still fits with the business. But I think the challenges where people still have that almost they're under the shade of that, even when they come out and start on their own, is, is helping them to just realize that actually you can be more of yourself, more of the time now you can actually shape what that actually looks like for the outside world and do it in a way that feels safe and comfortable. So I think also the element is, I like to call them, I don't know if you use the same term as me, but I call them micro-branding topics almost so Mm -hmm. while you'll be the professional you are and the subject matter expert you are in the field that you're in and you will talk about that subject the human aspect to people are interested in and i kind of think of in micro branding terms so i go well yeah people know know you for that thing that expertise but actually they also know you like for me being i'm south african i'll talk about elephants being my favorite animal i'm a teen mom so i've got i'm not i wasn't a teen when i had to i was actually a geriatric pregnancy but we will (laughs) go to that. (laughs) I have a teenager, you know, and I do like to travel and, uh, you know, so, so I, I have things that I do talk about also, you know, within my, within my social content as well. So I think it's important to remember with personal branding is when you're doing that structural exercise of pulling all this out of you, what you're actually doing is you're deciding what are the people, what are the bits about you that are actually pretty private. I have some clients who say, no, Without a chance, I don't talk about my kids online. I don't do this. I don't do this. Don't that's absolutely fine. They've now created their boundaries, which is good. I was like, okay, what are the things you will talk about? What are the things you can talk about? And then they flourish a little bit more, going, oh, I I can actually talk about some things that I'm comfortable with. So I think it is a useful exercise, isn't it?
0: Very much so. You know, I'm not that long out of the corporate world, as you know, and I'll be the first to hold my hand up and say, whilst I was kind of in that role, I'd probably set those boundaries. Quite narrowly, yeah. Because for me, because I was investing, you were quite a senior
1: role, though, to be fair, as well. It was a
0: senior role to manage, yeah. But I I mean, you know, I I was very kind of passionate about what I did, very passionate about the people um, I was supporting, very invested in their stories. And I think for that, I had to give a lot of myself to the role, but I did very clearly define that that's okay. I do this nine to five, but five o'clock, I switch back to being husband Mark, father Mark, fur dad Mark, um, musician Mark, and all fur the other dad. things that kind of, all the other things that do Yeah, that's a new thing. Let's not go there. Oh, um, a fur, I've
1: heard of fur mum, I hadn't fur dad, but there should be fur a dad. fur dad. yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: why not? Yes. Equality for fur parents everywhere. Uh, but yeah, yeah, but, you know, and that, I was comfortable with that, or reflection I think there are elements of Mark that perhaps would have served me well in that role. But they're the things that I'm now more sort of comfortable with talking about. And again, there's, there's things that I've kind of played with in my story in the last sort of, you yeah, eight, nine months that have really resonated. And I think more importantly for me, that I've had an awful lot of fun working on and sharing and just kind of holding my hand up and saying, yeah, this is me now. Hey, isn't this fun? Um, and people will... Connect to that part of my story and then perhaps be intrigued to find out more about, again, the, sort of the work element. So what is, what is it this this crazy, yeah. slightly cheeky musician fellow is going on about now today on, on LinkedIn. Let's go and have a look yeah, and see where it takes us.
1: And also makes you different. There's no, as opposed to the drier content where the people are hiding behind smartly designed graphics or yeah. sharing other people's content and not actually reflecting themselves. We're, you know, the, the world's a busy place. The newsfeed is a busy place. Even in person, everybody is busy. So, you know, the the sharper you can become, I think, around who you are and be clearer when you're out and about, whether that's in person or online, about actually who you are and what's important to you and actually have a giggle have a laugh enjoy yourself mm. be comfortable in your own you know your own clothes um you will naturally have like we said that little bit of that magnetic force actually making things a hell of a lot easier for you because people understand you a lot quicker and just go yes exactly like you said you know you're the one for me you know as opposed to yeah. the person sitting next to me um so yeah i mean i could keep going and i'm pretty sure we have loads more episodes (laughs) in this today but mark i think if you had to pull out one or two things that you'd want anybody listening today to kind of get from what we've said today that you think okay if you understand this bit about why stories are important and how that links to personal brand what do you think you'd like them to take away from today i think
0: one of the most important things and we're all guilty of this is wherever you're at with your story, be proud of it because whatever you've come through, that's made you who you are today. Your story always starts from the present moment. Everything behind you kind of, yeah, has made you who led you are. Led you to here. But it's led you to here. Exactly. Yeah. And it's created that opportunity for you for now to go wherever it is you'd like to go. So be proud of that story. Celebrate the kind of the micro wins the small successes. We're, we're so Attuned to looking for the kind of the failures in our past and the moments where we could have done something differently or done something better, but there are not there's, there's so many little successes that you should really embrace to help you move forward. Because again, that'll give you that kind of confidence to to share your story mm. and be more you.
1: Yeah, and I think don't be afraid to look back in order to move forward. I think that would be my only additional point to that being by taking time to revisit some of these stories, they're underpinning a lot of what your values and your principles are. And also sometimes, and, and, and people find this surprising when they do origin story exercise as part of their personal branding, is they realize that there were actually – points in their lives, whether from, you know, childhood, adolescence or into young adult or into adult, that actually were indicators, were points to show them where they're possibly today only realizing, actually, this is a thing I want to do now going forward. So it's actually a nice validating exercise almost to go, oh, you see, When I was 10, I used to be great at making food. And today I now want to be a, you know, a food chef on Instagram or whatever it is. So actually that started when I was 10. I haven't just followed the sheep. Actually, this is something that was deeply embedded in me. And I think that's quite fun when you look back a bit, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's all those kind of, yeah, you said those cues, those moments in time, which kind of led you to where. If you're looking back, one thing I kind of add to that, I suppose, is, is look back with a kind of slightly sort of clear and logical mind, rather than the emotional mind. And so much as again, it's very it's very easy to emotionally look back and think, "Naturally, that didn't go the way I thought it would." Whereas logically, again, you, your your life so far is a body of evidence that has kind of you know, as, as nice. you said, brought you to where you are now. That evidence in terms of what you're capable of and where you can go next. If you were to present that in the court of law in terms of, you know, this this is Mark Franklin. This is what Mark Franklin has done for the last 25 years, Shelley. Sorry, 25 years, correct? 25 years, yeah. Uh, You know, this is who he is and what he is capable of and where he can now go, as opposed to uh, reflecting back on the, you know, well, if I'd gone left instead of right in 2001, um, what if yeah there's this you've got a fantastic sliding doors sliding doors you've got a fantastic story look look for those moments which you know are concrete evidence that you are capable of doing amazing things
1: Mm, very nice I think we'll leave it there because I think this is the first of very many episodes you shall be returning
0: Oh, I've got so many more stories yeah you You know where to find me yeah I mean, we'll party. have
1: to bring the drums in as well and do a little set as well
0: <laughs> now, now we're talking yeah, yeah. Now, we're talking. Like, yes. now we're talking now we need yeah. to bring yeah. it that okay. really dro- yeah. drop the kind of the listening audience down to a very sort of <laughs> very specific group but, um, <laughs> yeah very yeah. specific group yes
1: but Mark if anybody wanted to find you uh, what's the best socials website obviously you're on Harbour 32 as well but do you want to give them somewhere to find you?
0: Yeah, so for all, all the kind of branding story and strategy element, it's definitely the Hub 32. Everything else, markfranklin.co.uk. LinkedIn, I can never remember this. LinkedIn is just markfranklinuk. Instagram is markfranklin.uk. And YouTube, I'll I think it's. I'll put it, is it all in the
1: show notes. Mark I don't Franklin expect you to know UK. your handles. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Go go for Mark Franklin. Just look for that. Although apparently, there, I think there was a Top of the Pops DJ who kind of comes up in front of me on Google. So.
1: There is. And you do need to be careful. <laughs> yes, because I am
0: not him. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. No, 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 no. No. Yeah.
1: I couldn't be my maiden name, Shirley Pearson, because there was actually a, a, a race car driver called Shirley Pearson. Oh, wow. Now my personal branding is fine as Shirley Rossland. There you go. There we go. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today, Mark, for this conversation and sharing your insights and experience. You've got a wonderful gift of being this proficient professional with an air that just instills confidence and calm. And anyone who gets to spend any time with you uh, quickly realizes how smart you are and how much you care about humans being happy and comfortable in their own skin. So thank you very much.
0: Well, bless you. Thank you, Shelley.
1: And that's it for this episode, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Has this made you think a little bit more about how you can use stories better and how you come across to the outside world? Has our conversation helped you link the concepts of origin story with personal branding and day-to-day storytelling in business for you? Who do you know who could do with hearing this conversation and Mark's Insights Go on, share this episode. You know you want to. Until next time, stay strong, believe you have value and make good brand decisions.
0: Thank you for listening to The Brand Compass. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with your entrepreneurial friends and help them make good brand decisions. Until next time, let's keep the conversation going at shellyrosland.com.